Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey, through all the things in pop culture that you love, the stuff that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. So today we are back with another episode of D'Angelo's Thoughts. We haven't done this in like four freaking ever because we've just been doing lots of like other special interviews and that kind of thing. And so today I needed a pop culture hangout and Annie Day and Marie Setti from Never Growing Up podcast. She's been here before, so we don't have to get to all the niceties and everything else. You guys can like look at the past episodes and you guys can find them. Anyways, the two of us are old friends. We go back today. I made her do this episode, even though she's a little bit of like a... um. A sore throat situation that she's been like working through and so it's the halloween special so i mean like it worked because it sounds kind of spooky so hi Ann. spooky hi this is like my phoebe buffet voice when she had a massive cold my and then her sticky, voice sounded sticky better shoes. My sticky, <laughs> sticky shoes. i love my sexy fun voice that's it, like one of my favorite it. episodes of Friends. It's so funny. We actually got to see each other in real life recently. I know. It was so nice. I know. So you guys, in September, I went home. My little nephew was having his fifth birthday. Obsessed with Sesame Street right now. Um, okay. Yeah. I spent way too much money on stuffed animals. <laughs> You don't understand. Like I like really was like looking at re- like receipts, and I was like, "Did I really spend like two hundred fifty dollars in stuffed animals this like past like two months?" <laughs> so he got a lot of good stuff. Um, thanks, Mo. So I used somebody's discount. We'll discuss that later. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but we got to see each other. You were in your no. punch pool with the husband and the in law and whatnot, and yeah. so and he's like and my best like, friend too. Yeah, <laughs> they were well, so you- excited to meet you. Who you saw Trixie and Katya with. Yes. Oh, my God. She and I went to um, see Trixie and Katya live. Um, I was not the most sober at that event. I actually don't remember getting home. <laughs> nice. Which is how you should see that. Honestly, yeah. I feel like. It did you guys a have a driver show. or did she drive? So we were in Cleveland. So we were able to take the Uber. We, t- we got a room because I I knew this night was gonna, not going to end out oh, yeah. like very well. So um. We just Ubered back and it was lovely. It was so much fun. I, I was love beside it. myself. I um, completely love their show. Like we don't need to like promote them because I mean, like they're, they sold out like Radio City Music yes, Hall, like exactly. bitches, like, you know, <laughs> like so. I, I, like, right now. It's so funny because people, they're the bald and beautiful. And so I just know when people put in bald, we both pop up, but I'm so far below that. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Hundreds of thousands of listens and everything else. And like, and I'm holding strong here with however many people are listening at this point. <laughs> um, but it's not doing bad. And speaking of you guys, thank Thank you guys so much for listening but make sure that you guys like and subscribe whatever you guys are listening mm-hmm. to so i'm not gonna put this at the end and like beg for it later so i'm gonna beg for it right now so whatever you guys are listening to whatever device go ahead and hit like those like five stars on apple and put the like button if you're and put the, press the little heart on spotify okay i'm begging do your christian service and be nice to me okay so that being said we have our halloween special so we're probably gonna get into the ooky spooky of some things um one of them being Ryan Murphy. So we'll talk about that in a little bit mm. because there's lots of series that are going on with him. And then we'll talk about Dragons in the House, which is the new HBO series that is spin off of, you know, Game of Thrones. So it's called Dragons in the House. I didn't That's- know what you were talking about. You were like, Dragons. <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't look that up. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, there's a new show. Okay, no. 
I would love it if it was called Dragons in the House, but we're talking about House of Dragons, but that's like my new way of referring to it now Mm. whenever I'm on Facebook. It's just like, and it makes it sound like a cool like 90s kicky sitcom that would come Mm. on between like Step by Step and like. Yes, it does. 100%. Dragons Mm. in the House, you know. So (laughs) (laughs) I know two people's names and they start with an A-E. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But before we get to all of that, we're going to do our 10 self-indulgent questions. These are 10 self-indulgent questions. Why are they self-indulgent? Because they're things that I like to talk about. So when we do this, I ask everybody every week. And the thing is, these questions can change because they're my questions, guys. So get off my back. Okay, here we go. So question number one, I need to know, what is the last show that you binge for to end and that you actually liked? Dairy Girls. I just finished the last season. Okay. I told you when we were texting that you have to convince me to watch the show. <laughs> Somebody else has mentioned this. I think Eric did recently. And so it keeps on coming around. Why Dairy Girls? Dairy Girls is, so it's, it's an Irish show. It's an Irish comedy. It's hysterical. It takes place during the Troubles, but it takes place during the end of the Troubles. So if you're not familiar with the Troubles, that's like the Irish Republican army and the Catholics and the UK and they're all fighting. But anyways, it takes place like in the mid to late nineties. They're, okay. they're, I think they're actually your age okay. because the season or the series finishes in 1998 and they're 18. Oh my God, they are. So they are kind of like my age. Well, the thing yeah. is, is, I was a very young senior. So I was like the youngest one in my class. So I, mean, I graduated I was 14. When I, was <laughs> I was 17. You were th- 14 when you graduated? No, 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 in 1998. Oh, I was about to say. I was like, oh my God. These are savant people. Okay, but 1998, I was a junior in high school. So I was like 16, 17 years oldish. Yeah. And so um, cute. Is it, it's comedy? It's a comedy. I mean, yeah, like there's like this serious undertone, like this is what they're going through, like being on the border of Northern Ireland and regular Ireland, I guess, Mm -hmm. but like the, it's all of our music that we grew up with. Like a lot of the things they talk about are things that we grew up in and it's hysterical. Like it's absolutely hysterical. And if you're Catholic and I say this as an ethnic Catholic person, like I'm very, very white, as you can see, if you're seeing this, (laughs) but like I grew up in a Roman Catholic Italian home. So it's, like being Irish Catholic in Ireland, not here because that's just like basic white. But like over there, it's just like so specific. If you grew up in a Catholic ethnic home, mm-hmm. you would totally get every single thing they're talking about. It's so because it's a Catholic girls' school. Oh, okay. It's hysterical. It's is, absolutely hysterical. Is Derry where they're from, or is it the school's name? Yeah, no, Derry. So it's actually London Derry, but they oh. all call it Derry. So it's like right on the border of the like Northern Ireland, which belongs now to the UK. Mm-hmm. And then the regular like Republic of Ireland. Mm, so you kind of you like know about Ireland now. Wow. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love maybe, Ireland. Because it pops up in my like recommended for you. It keeps popping mm. up in that. And so um, is it done now or is it like gonna have another season? Yeah, just finished. Yeah, it's only three seasons and they're only half hour episodes. It is the is a super fast watch. Okay, maybe I'll check it out because I do like some completion. The last one that I just had completion with, that sounds so weird to saying it that way. Um, I was like, did you say self-completion? No, <laughs> that I had some, some. <laughs> okay, so why do I have a B at the end of some? I sound like <laughs> some, you're not fine <laughs> if you add a D at the end. Yep. Um, but 
anyways, um, I just watched Ozark, you know, and I was like, recently, I even like told people on the show, I was like, watch Ozark. It's great. I don't know if you should. Okay. You guys, I finally finished it. I finally finished the, the series Ozark and it was the most unsatisfying ending ever in a series. I heard that in needed another season. Like they should have just, it was like, okay, we're done. Shut it down. And they just, (laughs) that's what they did. It's just like kill a few people off and we're going to end right here. And this is where it is. Um, Not happy with how the series ended, but the thing is it was so good all the way up until like the last episode. And then it just kind of like fizzled for me. So I would say watch it, but just know that it's not going to end the way that you want it to. So you have to like, reconcile that in your mind okay these questions are supposed to be quick so let's keep on going number two i need to know your favorite ride at disney my favorite ride at disney is the haunted mansion mm, regular recipe like old school haunted well, mansion, or do you yeah, like so it at christmas oh yeah so technically like the best haunted mansion is the one that's at disneyland and then obviously it's the one that is at Christmas, but because every single time I ride that ride, regardless if it's, and especially if it's at Disneyland, cause I don't get to ride that one as often. Mm-hmm. I always see something different. Mm-hmm. No matter, like, I don't know how many times I've ridden this ride. It's gotta be over like 50 times. Yeah. I always find something different. I think it is the most fun. It is so interesting. I absolutely love that ride. So nerding out, I heard that, did they just add, or they added the, hat box ghost have you heard about this so the one that's in disneyland and it was like so the hat box ghost is the ghost that has the hat box and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden his head disappears and, then, from yeah. his, and it goes into the box well that that ghost was like um such a big deal when they made it there's like a whole like imagineer series like over on um disney plus mm-hmm. so like you know that has to do with like the attractions and so and that was like a really really big deal when they made that because of the way that it is because it's hanging and you know the mirrors and everything else so mm-hmm. it was such an imagineer situation and so they are finally adding that to florida oh i didn't know yeah. that. it's That's a new awesome. piece that they're adding i don't know if it just got added or it's being added now it's 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 happening. So people research. I'm not going to do that research for you, but I'm, I actually asked the question about Disney because I actually just spent a little bit of time in Disney since I've last talked to everybody. So I was, we went to Disneyland for my birthday. It's one of those things that we kind of do here and there. And this year it was just me and Anthony and um, it was fun and he had to work. So it's one of the reasons why we went because it was like hotel room was already bought and paid for. And he just had to make sure, you know, he was, he was where he needed to be. Um, so the second day we went, we started a magic kingdom, but the thing was, is I went over by myself and I was there for like four or five hours alone in Disneyland. And it is not a bad situation. I have never done a Disney park alone. It's so peaceful. I love it. It's everything's at your own pace. And like, you just, you're just kind of like lost in, and like, there was a point where, cause Anthony wanted to ride rise of resistance, which I think Mm -hmm. is like the best ride ever made. And I wanted to ride too, but I wasn't sure what his situation is. Plus it's one of those, the genie plus lines that you have to like lightning Mm -hmm. lane with and you pay like another 12 to $20 now. So you guys, it is so crazy. So if you haven't been to Disneyland or Disney world in a while, they now, instead of having fast passes, they have something called a genie. Okay. And so, which actually works if you know how to make it work for you. I remember I was like freaking out. Yeah. The first time that I was doing it, I remember I freaked out and I was like, Annie, how do I do this? And then I watched a bunch of like YouTube videos, which completely will rock your world and teach you how to utilize those services, which are better if you're staying at a park property, but 
even yeah. if you're not, it's still a good situation because at like seven 30 in the morning, you can get up and get yourself in a line for something. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you've already been at the seven, park seven a.m. Or I don't know if it's different. I don't know if it's different at Disneyland. It's seven at Disney world. Seven a.m. Yeah, yeah it, it is seven a.m. But the whole genie situation is now that you have a fast pass that you don't have to physically be in front of the ride to get in line for. And so and you get one every hour or once you use it, you get another one. But there's like three to four, maybe it's actually like two to three rides in each park that are an extra charge on top. And it's per the fancy ride. rides. Yeah, for the <laughs> fancy rides, the more, the more in-demand rides. So it's a little bit more on top of the whole entire fee. And you can only use it once too. I didn't know that. So I found that out that if you use a, if you use a lightning lane and you pay for the, for the lightning lane. So if you ride rise of the resistance and you pay the $12, whatever they're charging that day, because if it's, if it's more volume in the park, they charge more too. It'll be like, 20 yeah, bucks. yeah. It's dynamic pricing. Yeah. So, you're right. I never did. Um, it tells I don't think you, I've ever gotten it. Yeah. So I I've done that and we were riding something and I was like, oh, I'll pay to ride it again. I think it was cars. And I was like, let's just mm. pay to ride it again. And it was like, sorry, you've already used it. And so I was like, oh, okay. So we found it out that way. But anyways, being at the park by myself, it was completely on my own like little schedule. I ended up like I was alone. So I went to, I went and rode Rise Resistance by myself. It was like a 50 minute wait, which didn't, wasn't even 50 full minutes. When it was ideal because that line has seats, Annie. There I are didn't chairs. know that. Yeah, the Rise of Resistance line, as soon as you get, you know, there's like the queue when you're out and like about, you know, how they ha- they cattle herd you. And then once you get into the attraction, when you're like through the front door and like all of a sudden you're inside now in a line, in the walls, like in like the little pony walls, mm-hmm. there are benches built. So when you get to a certain point and then they also have like just luggage and cargo, like space luggage that's sitting around and you can use it as a seat. So there's seats everywhere. So once you get inside, it's like nice because you just sit down, you wait, and then everybody gets up, walks the next thing, and then you can sit down again if you really want to. It was ideal. Love. I haven't ridden that ride yet. Isn't that I weird? Would, you got to ride it, girl. Next time, it's... just spend the money and go and do it. So yeah, so like I've done, I've spent that, like I'll try and do that. Like I, we spent the month, spent the quote unquote, to the extra fancy ride when we were in Epcot for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Mm-hmm. But like it's, you have to, there's like a lot of tricks to getting the 7am, like, especially for rides, like ride, rise of resistance or anything mm-hmm. that's brand new. You got to like kind of pound the app to like mm-hmm. try and get it. Otherwise it's like fully sold out. Um, and I've never been able to, to get it otherwise. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind paying for it, but it's just, like we've never been able to get it. I will not wait beyond 30 minutes for a ride. I don't care. It, what it, it is easier in Disneyland and Disney world. Yeah. Disney world, you know, and I have done Disneyland recently and it is easier in the other one, one versus the other. Okay, moving on over to number three, your favorite housewife. Do you have one? Because I know you're not a big, huge watcher of housewives. No, because it just like gets on my nerves. And I, I and the reason why is just because like, it's just everyone's yelling at each other all the time. And I'm like, why? It makes me feel like I'm at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> tells me what I was growing up with. <laughs> oh my God, who is my favorite housewife? Um... Dorinda was my ha- favorite housewife for a while, but then she started like. She jumped a shark. She jumped Major. the shark, right? Yeah. Did you see her see her at BravoCon? Any of like the footage of her? Yeah, I just did. Wild, just wild. <laughs> yeah, I used to love Carol before she left because I thought she was like 
a legit, a legitimate business person because well, she was like a, a journalist. She was a voice of reason too. <laughs> right. Right. Which was great about her. She, um, yeah, she was like a voice of reason. She was a princess, you know, there was those kind of things. Those are two good answers. I will accept those as like, you can, and you don't have to take them as, as they are now in their final form. You can, you can say from the past. Yeah. There's some people that are that way. I am. So this week we're recording this, you guys like really last minute. I'm not in the time machine. We're like right up to the date. So last night, the Beverly Hills just had its final reunion. Annie, I would say watch it. But then at the same time, I want to tell people, don't watch it. It made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I watched clips of it. It is unhinged. It Mm -hmm. is unhinged because I think, okay, so here's what I'm going to say. So I know that recently we had somebody on who was Team Rena, and like my best friend is also Team Rena, like Mr. Nelson. He's also Team Rena. I am not very much Team Rena, like because I always find like the people she's always up against. Usually, she just she just shuts them down. And Kathy Hilton shut down Rena this week, and it I was kind of it was kind of incredible the way that she just came out guns a blazing, and just everything that Rena was gonna say. She she just already had a retort. And I was like, she was trained for this. I don't know if her daughter helped her, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> what press people, what, which one of her gays that she takes to all of these dinner parties, you know, said something. And there was that mm-hmm. other part too. So I don't know if you saw this, that Erica mm, alleges. And so we don't know if this is true, but that <laughs> Kathy called somebody, um, Make sure these dogs aren't going to be barking. On My this. cat's freaking out for some reason, too. I'm like, what's going on? Is there like a spirit in the room? Maybe. But um, the spirit of Kathy Hilton, uh, <laughs> of, of their mother, Big Kathy. Um, she's, she's a junior, too. Kathy Hilton's a junior. Her mother. Oh, was yeah, Kathy. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that just tells you right there. There's something <laughs> like I think junior Kathy's are a little cray cray. Um, but anyways, what ended up happening was um, Erica alleges that Kathy at when she wanted them to play Billie Jean or whatever, you know, that that's what she was requesting um, that they didn't want to play it. And then she ended up getting into a little verbal thing with, with another employee that was there at the place in in Aspen. She went up to Erica and told her, um, let's get out of here. That uh, fucking old fag. That's apparently oh my God. that's or, or faggot. They that's kind of what they bleeped out. You know what I mean? But and now Bravo has said that like Bravo HR has been involved to see if she really did say that. Um, and so we're at this point now of like, OK, it's a it's a she said, she said, you know, Kathy says that she didn't say that none of her friends would, you know, you know, say that with her. I know that Kathy has been an ally for a long time, even though yeah. she, she's red. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, that you know, just all these pictures of her with like Trump from the past because they right. they've been friends for forever, forever. But um, and I think they're starting to distance themselves a little bit. You can see like the Hiltons are trying to, but she can't. Um, so it's something that you have to like compart. You have to put in a little compartment and like set it on the shelf and just kind of whatever. But the other, but the other part of it is she made damn good TV this year and they alleged that. And she's like, I didn't do that. But then there was this whole thing too, that Rena said that she had like receipts and that she was going to do this whole thing. And she never brought them out. There was no receipts that ever came out on Rena's side. And Kathy kind of hit her with the whole, you're the biggest bully in Hollywood line. So Mm -hmm. It was amazing. So, okay. That's our talk about housewives. There's where we are. Okay. I want to know, do you have a favorite beauty product? Oh, 
my God, I'm the worst. Uh, I'm I'm a beauty product whore. Um, do you mean skincare or makeup? Like that's two different things to me. Both. Tell me either one. Um, skincare. I am a. This is weird. I'm a big um ten step person. The the Koreans. 10 step skincare process. Oh, really? So, yeah, I'm like very, very religious about my skincare. And probably my most favorite thing that I use, and actually, this one's not even Korean, but um, it's the, my favorite thing right now that I use, and I've used it for a few years now, is the serum that I use. It's the Ordinary, the one percent, it's like niacinamide and zinc. Mm. I used to have really, really oily skin. I have Italian skin. And this thing stopped my skin from being oily and it keeps your skin very clear and it's brightening, but I'm very particular about like, we double cleanse, we do an essence, we do a serum, we do a moisturizer. Like I'm very particular. I like your oily skin thing because the thing is I have that problem and then I usually get like the little, like little bumps because of the sebum that, yeah, it causes a bump. Yeah. It's not really a zit. It's just the oil collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good for it. Um, and I think too, like when I changed over to like the Eastern thought process of like skincare, where it's more nourishing your skin versus the Western thought process, which is stripping your skin Mm -hmm. or using like all these really harsh acids and like all these things where you're just trying to strip the oil. And it's like, no, you want to continue to like balance your skin and moisturize it so that it's not overproducing oil and that causes all those issues. So that's kind of like where my, that's where my skin changed. So wait, what is, what is that product called again? So that particular serum I use, that's, it's, um, from the ordinary mm-hmm. it's, um, it's their niacinamide and zinc product. It's a serum, zinc, the ordinary, mm, and it's cheap. you can find it on, on, I think you can, you, I know you can find it at Sephora cause that's usually where I get it. Mm-hmm. I think you probably find it on Amazon too, but, um, it's been my favorite daytime serum for years now. Nice. I like that. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to think about a, a, yeah. a makeup or anything. That was good. I like yeah, that product. Good. Okay. So I need number question number five. One word to describe Leah Michelle. <laughs> My arch nemesis. <laughs> have you heard my story? I told it on here a little while. Yeah, ago. Y- yeah. <laughs> you told me those words. I'm just trying to think of like, there's too many words. She, she never held the door open. So I just I call her rude. No, but <laughs> I feel like rude's a really good one. What's the word that like when you're like not self-aware, like you're mm. detached from reality. Like what's that word? I'm thinking of a lot of like mean words, but what is the word for not self-aware, detached from reality that you are? Like you're just people? living in this bubble and like mm-hmm. you just think your actions and the way you live your life and the way you're dedicated to your art, which I'm not in any way saying you're not like super talented and should probably be Fanny Bryce. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But like, what is that word? That show is so bad, though. The, the <laughs> funny, funny girl's a bad show. It's a bad show as it is. It is not good. It is not like it, it's halfway through. You're like, we're done now. As soon as like, don't tell me or don't ran on my don't don't tell me don't ran on my parade. Like you've stayed too long. Like it like really is. Oh, that's also another a one. shitty show. Sweet Charity has some of the best music. And it is like the longest show in the world. And so is Funny Girl. Same thing. 
uh, maybe that's really the reason why like the high school version should start being adapted to like real places now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's a high school version of rent. And it's like, so they all have diabetes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Okay. Uh, number six. I want to know what is your takeout or delivery order? Your favorite one. Right now. Um, hmm. I say this because last night I had a hankering for steak and I actually ordered STK. <laughs> DoorDash or something? Like through Postmates. I completely was just <laughs> like, I'm in this mood. And the only place that there's like, like there's a few like good steakhouses and that sort of thing, but I didn't want to like go and sit down. I have the dogs and everything. And like, oh, yeah. and Anthony hasn't been around and I haven't ordered lunch like for like three days. So I just totally justified paying more than I should have for like a delivery order. And it was fabulous and it was exactly what I wanted. That's it's so, it's I 2022. Guess. You deserve to DoorDash something exactly. for $40. I got steak frites and mac and cheese and the mac and cheese is my dinner tonight. So that's my that situation. Sounds delicious. <laughs> I think so there's this um uh, have you ever been to the sushi restaurant? This is bizarre. Where mm-hmm. I live randomly has one of the best sushi restaurants I've ever been to. And mind you, I've had I've you know I work in New York City. I've obviously eaten sushi at restaurants in LA, like mm-hmm. it overseas. Like, but honest to God, like even when I have friends that live in New York that are that come here and they're like, I'll take them there. They're like, this sushi is like amazing. Which place have you that? been to Mizu? I've heard of it. Yeah, my Not- sister goes a lot. I think yeah. my sister like loves it because she lives out there too. Yeah, so, in Ohio, and it's. So it's really good. Their sushi is phenomenal. And like they have like sushi a in Ohio, but guys, sushi we're talking about sushi in landlocked Ohio. I know it's bizarre. <laughs> it's really, really good. They also do like a phenomenal udon. I think it's, is it Nayamaki? I don't know. It's basically, it's made in a hot pot, but mm. <laughs> you can get it for takeout and it's stupendous. Um, that's probably like my favorite. Like I get that for lunch, like a couple times a week. Sometimes if I don't have leftovers at home, if I, if I'm not traveling for my job. Nice. So you're like really sushi. Good. Yeah. Nice. I actually just had sushi recently out here. We um had a friend visiting from Tampa and she uh, had some work out here and we were in Coronado and she was like, is there anywhere to get sushi? And we we're just like thinking, and I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of places. And I was like, there's actually a place in Coronado that I haven't been in like forever. Cause I used to work there at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's called yummy sushi. So it tells you that's good in the name right there. <laughs> and it's on the water. <laughs> it's fucking great though. And if you get a good seat that you're actually like looking at the ocean kind of, Oh, that's you know, so like, nice. It's like, it's at a weird, like little plaza, like kind of like, um, almost like a flat iron building, but like, yeah. but tiny, like in the middle of like this neighborhood. Oh, I know exactly so, where that is in Coronado. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like, yeah, right across the street from the Coronado yeah. from, from mm-hmm. Hotel Dell. And so, and it's just kind of like tucked away and it's up on the top floor and so good. And I haven't had like food from there in forever. And the thing is, and we did like a crunchy roll. We did like a, um, what is it called when they flash fry things? Tempura? Yes, they have tempura rolls too which were phenomenal. So that was my thing. Okay, let's keep on going. So we talked about food because that's my situation. Um, Mm -hmm. Number seven, what was your first gay bar? Fuck, what's that place? Um, Was it the mix? No. Mm. Or the funky skunk? I think it might have been the skunk. That was the one in Warren, right? Yeah. Or the lucky duck. 
There was a Lucky Duck first. No, it wasn't Lucky Duck. I think it was Skunk. My God. In Warren, Ohio, you guys, there was different gay bars and they were called the Lucky Duck. And then that one closed. And then somebody named opened one called the Funky Skunk. And it was Mm -hmm. like, what are these Hanna-Barbera names? (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you a great story about the skunk. So when my husband and I first started dating um, and we were still working at Express Men. (laughs) Nice. And one of our friends was doing drag there. And Nick came with us and um, our friend was concerned about walking out to his car and drag. And so like Nick walked him to his car, like out in the middle of like downtown Warren. Love and, it. I mean, in drag and like back to in there just to like, so he found safe. And I was like, oh, he's the best. <laughs> oh my goodness. Your, your boyfriend was an ally and you're like, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Which then became a I show. I marry him. Yes. <laughs> okay. I usually ask people what their favorite drag queen is, but I wanted to know, and let's and I'm gonna just narrow this down to drag race. And I have a feeling I already know who it is, but do you have a drag race queen that you most identify with as a straight cis woman? <laughs> as a straight cis white person. I'm not sure. I mean, like, and this is terrible, not terrible, but like because I watch Trixie and Katya so much, like I feel like I identify with them the most. Mm-hmm. Um but that doesn't necessarily mean that like, that's not who I've identified with in the past. Like, I think before I ever was exposed to them, I identified with Jinx the most. And mm-hmm. obviously it was like when they, during the snatch game, when she was little Edie mm-hmm. and I about flipped the table because first off, no one knew who little, Edie, do you remember that episode? Like no one knew who little Edie was. Yeah. She, I was like, she educated people back then. Mm-hmm. It was like, what are you talking about? Um, and I thought she was so interesting and different. And I think that's why I probably identify with Jinx before. And nice. now I always constantly just, and it's just because I'm so exposed to them all the time because I watch uh, like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably Jinx was the first one that I really identified with. Nice. Musical theater, all that kind yeah. of thing. That makes yeah. sense. She's actually, we have tickets to go see her in Daylight uh, Holiday Special. I'm so excited. Oh, it's amazing. I'm like holding that date right now. And I know, and there's like holiday parties that like, keep asking you know for things on like you know the 16th and i'm like yes but i will not be there <laughs> so i'll be sending Listen. somebody else like this is, <laughs> this is the situation i'll be there to help you guys sit up but then i'm out okay um do you have a favorite album so far this year number nine. Oh, that's a really good question so i, I was having this conversation too um i think it is renaissance mm. i think that is my favorite album this year it's so solid like it's, it's- good it's just so great. I've gotten this is every year. Like I seem like I to get into like some random genre of music. And this year, for some reason, I got really heavy into 70s disco. Ooh. I don't know why. Um, and so when Renaissance came out, it was kind of like in the speed of music that I was in. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed. Like this entire summer, all I did was listen to ABBA. I don't know. I couldn't give you an answer why, but like I was obsessed with it and 70s disco. And it's all I wanted to listen to. I'm so obsessed with that girl who sings The Winner Takes It All. Oh, yeah. Like winner, yeah. I sent you like the video of that girl. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, this girl, she's the most haunting voice. And I'm going to look real quickly. Amazing voice. What the hell is her name? But like she made me like her name is November Ultra. Like look her up on TikTok. And she's got the most haunting voice and it's incredible her like little rendition of winner takes all um and abba like there's a video of abba watching her sing it and like it's pretty it's pretty sweet so um 
Yeah. So love that. I love that that you're into like Renaissance. It's such like Beyonce engineered that album. Like everybody's like, she sampled, sampled, sampled. I mean, the thing is, is like there's so many pop songs now that sample like fucking ringtones from an iPhone just because it's something yeah. familiar that you're going to like latch on to that. It's like comfort. And then you mm-hmm. listen to the rest of the song. I mean, it's just kind of like what's happening, how the way that they engineer music now. And Beyonce engineered an album that we all kind of like, like, you know, the, the whole Robin S you know what I mean? Uh, song with, you know, break my soul. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the thing is, is it just, it was familiar, but the song is great. It sits on its own. So I love yeah. that. Okay. Now I have a question. Number 10. Okay. Taylor just released Midnight's. Yes. And Beyonce has Renaissance. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, which album is more important to pop culture? renaissance nice and why (laughs) well i think from a pop culture standpoint i think renaissance really pulls from a very specific culture and and i've read many many articles where a lot of people have said like this is her gift to the gay community i don't know if that's necessarily true i i can't speak to that as a as a cis person Mm -hmm. um but in terms of the overall culture, when you think of, you know, Paris is burning and things like that, like kind of like where you're thinking of ballroom culture, like obviously that is where I like, that's where I think Renaissance is picking up from. Mm-hmm. I think Midnight's is a phenomenal album. I've ranked it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight's think- is, is influenced by 2002 to like 2006. You yeah. feel it. You feel the imaging heap in the album. You feel the postal service. You feel the iron and wine. Like she's got some solid something corporate kind of references. And she's, you mm. know, so which I, I appreciate. So I am kind of like in a listening tunnel though with with Midnight's right now. I'm completely in. Oh yeah. Like I'm I'm fully like that's pretty much the majority of everything I listen to right now is Midnight's, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when I when I think of like the year, like overall, mm-hmm. although like, what do I think is going to happen with the Grammys? I think it, I. Taylor's going to get it again. Taylor's going to get it always again. Happens. Yes. And I will say, I don't think this is Beyonce's best album, mm-hmm. but is this going to be one of those like Martin Scorsese things where like, she's going to be given, like, I would love for her to get the Grammy for this. And like, it's more of like the body of work versus like this particular album. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, um, but probably because Grammys are just ridiculous and it'll probably just go to Taylor, which mm-hmm. without Beyonce's album being there. Yes, I do think Taylor should get it. Mm-hmm. But with Renaissance there, I I don't think you can compare the two, quite honestly. And where does Carly Rae Jepsen fit into this whole? Oh, my God. Right I now? love Car- I love Carly Rae Jepsen. That's another person I got like, I don't know why last year I like really got into Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm-hmm. Um, her albums are just you want to talk about like, like classic pop, like boppy shit. Mm-hmm. That's Carly Rae Jepsen. And honestly, like it's fantastic to listen to. I've listened to probably all of her work now at this point. I'm such a huge fan. I never thought I would say that. Um, she's got that little voice. Like she's just, hi guys. And so now we're going to all sing this song. You're just like, I know. Okay. <laughs> but her, like everything, like everything keeps kind of like escalating. She gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. which I respect because like some, she could have just stayed in this like call me maybe like 
one hit wonder thing. But it felt like Call Me Maybe was so monstrous and like she hasn't had anything else that has hit that level. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I really, 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 really like you. You know what I mean? Like that, that is something. But and like she's got this really, really super massive like cult following. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there's other stars, other stars, um, like other artists, like even like Olivia Rodrigo. I feel like she's taken more seriously and upfront. Yeah. And like Dua Lipa, who had a monster album, you know what I mean? Like that that was full of hits. Like Dua Lipa is just going to live off of that album for the rest of her life. But like it just feels like what happened with Carly Rae that they just kind of like let her go a little bit, you know? And so... And she's, but she, her music is like fire. I mean, I probably listen to cut to the feeling like once a day <laughs> to <laughs> like, to get me, feeling. get me like out of my funk. That is my job. And like, I'm just like, please God, give me some kind of life. And so I'll put that song on, but like, no, honestly, like I listen to her, like, Oh, what's the one song I listen to? Like, uh, I gotta like sing through it. Oh, what is that song called? I don't know. See, I'm not a big Carly Rae girl. I've been thinking about making a oh, it's called comeback. It's called comeback. Uh-huh. What a fire song that is. Like, it's so good. I don't understand why she's not bigger than she is. That's the thing is like, I feel like she's got like, and the people who love her just like love her. They adore, oh, like love, love her. her. And like, I just wonder why isn't she as big of a deal as she should I be. Know. It is bizarre. The, the other one who released an album like this week, who was just like, okay, you're getting buried by Taylor as well as Megan, Megan <laughs> Trainer. They took that, a picture like, together though. Yeah. Like recently, which I think is cute, but like also like shame on her team because why would you do that? Well, the thing is, is and like and it's just and it feels so thirsty, sweaty, hungry the way that she is like posting like a TikTok every day using the song and like you know what I mean? Like I got my Versace dress or whatever, that whole thing. And so it's gonna be a hit because it's just there, you know what I mean? It was made for TikTok, you know, and they like let her come out with it. She's yeah. a weirdo though, man. I don't know yeah. if you like listen to her. I'm not interviews. a fan. I've never been a fan. She's I don't follow so her on TikTok. She's weird. I listened to her on like I think Michelle Pollan- Collins podcast. And then she was also on Whitney Cummings. That's the one that mm. she was really, really revealing on Whitney Cummings podcast. And she was on there with like, and her husband was kind of in the background. And they have toilets together, her and her I husband. Heard that. It was the most weird conversation. I remember I was driving back from like LA or whatever, listening to this Whitney Cummings podcast. And I was like, oh, and it was like, I like Megan. And I was like, oh, listen to this. And then she talks about like her and her husband, like basically looking at each other while they shit together. And it's like, this is not a relationship that I would ever want to see myself in. Like, we have a bathroom with two shower heads so we can shower together. We do not have a bathroom with two toilets because that is a place that I do not ever want to be with somebody. <laughs> I have been with my husband. Well, together, I should say not married. We've been married for thir- almost 13 years, but we've been together for 20 years. We do not fart in front of each other. We don't. You guys are full of <laughs> like anger. Full of anger. <laughs> we do not. Like, I'm like, that is a, that is like, your own time we talk about it like we'll mm-hmm. go in the other we'll be like honey like i'm really gassy like i need to go in the other room and i'm gonna watch tv jeez <laughs> like we won't do it in front of each other that's so funny why. you guys are so polite we are very polite and awesome. we talk about it all the time be like i was so gassy last night. like yeah i heard you farting all night like <laughs> that's what we'll say that is too late for me okay <laughs> 
those that's where we're gonna end right there with our <laughs> with our 10 questions okay so let's just like loose talk and everything so okay. i said we we're gonna talk a little bit about the ryan murphy of it all because there's so much happening with ryan murphy mm-hmm. right now are you watching any of the new american horror story have you seen any of it no i really i don't watch the american horror story i'm sorry this season is not uh, they haven't went there yet you know what i mean like mm-hmm. with with like y- there are actually this most recent episode so the thing is guys um we are right now it's thursday the 27th when we're recording this so there are like four episodes of american horror story out so i'm going to probably spoil things here but um they're already so i think this year was really just like I, i was saying that he's like gay without the training wheels and some people have been like well i was talking like gary scarnici and like he's like no well he's you know he had pose and blah 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 but this feels different because like they're showing poppers they're showing leather culture they're showing like hanky code is like a thing already in Mm -hmm. this and so um and it's like taking place i can't i don't remember now if it's like late early 80s or late 70s but I have a feeling the big American horror story thing, because, you know, we've already done the political thing with like the American story cult of it all. I have a feeling the, the, the big looming baddie is actually like AIDS. I think that's what's happening here is the AIDS oh, crisis. That is about, yeah, it's about to hit. And so and I know they're, they're recording episodes there they're right now, like they're still wrapping recording. And so um, they were like in Fire Island. So like they're taking over. Um, New York, you know, New York City, New York proper, all that sort of yeah. thing. And um, they're using like the eagle. What's kind of making me feel a little bit gross is that like they're showing things that have happened in gay culture that like horrible things, like when there was the the fires in, in Texas at the gay bar when they, I want to say it's Texas, and I'm so apologetic if I'm not saying the right place, but um these people basically burned alive like in a gay bar and so and they kind of do that in this episode they don't take it to that extreme like the people kind of get out but there's some people that you know whatever mm. um, told you guys i was gonna spoil something but i'm not gonna tell you which episode that is but anyways um so they hit upon that there's the big bad guy is this guy called they're calling big daddy who is like some white beautiful body muscle man who's wearing a leather gimp hood and a harness and a pair of jeans who literally could be any guy at the Eagle <laughs> like next week. You know what I mean? Like there's probably going to be 5 million of them walking around Halloween this year, which is kind of scary. <laughs> like in real life to like, think that there's something could be one crazy person that's walking around dressed up like this. But um, the overall thing though, like Russell Tovey's in it, he's beautiful and gorgeous. Him, yeah. Zachary Quinto is weird looking um, like always uh <laughs> like so and then there's just like the uh patty lapone is in this and i did see a picture with inappro- i think inappropriate patty the uh mm-hmm. yeah, the account she, on instagram was in the episode i think yeah she's kind of playing a um a bathhouse betty type like bet Mid- bet midler that sings in the bathhouse and that sort mm-hmm. of thing so that's kind of what her role is kind of you know what i mean um, so she's doing that and she's just singing, you know what I mean? You know, Patty Lapone, like that voice. Um, and like uh Cal Penn is in it, who mm. like sexy. Um, but like it's a good series so far. It isn't giving me scary, scary, scary. Sandra Bernhardt's in it too. And oh, like, wow. So there's yeah, there's a lot of good people this season, but um it's just nothing has happened, happened yet. 
but they are really going into all the gay places like the rambles in central park which is like a gay cruising place that they, mm-hmm. that's like heavily featured they talk about poppers like like i mean it's just like it's a crazy season this season um so there's that with ryan murphy he's also given us the watcher i don't know if you've seen any of that yet have you watched it well i was watching it like i was on a flight mm-hmm. and i was watching someone watch it and so here's the thing like i'm not really great at um spooky stories it's mm-hmm. or scary stories i should say um i am watching the vatican girl right now which is like the hot doc on netflix which is like a kidnapping story uh-huh. which is something which is out of character for me to watch that kind of stuff i'm really i get freaked out i really really get freaked out like i can't the, the watcher creeped me out because it's like it's um it's based on a true story yeah and right so, yeah, yeah yeah beautiful house um that everybody in the neighborhood basically wants and all of a sudden they start getting letters that you know hi i'm the watcher and i've seen that i know this room and i know this room and i know it's a beautiful thing that you guys have done in your living room and i like the new carpet that you've added and like they know everything that's been happening in this house and Mm -hmm. so it's like a quick it's a quick watch bobby cannavale's in it who Mm -hmm. i still do find him he's funky spunk you know what i mean from sex Mm -hmm. city remember him oh yeah oh yeah yeah. (laughs) that's like he's he's been in like a million different things but i still associate him with funky spunk (laughs) i remember Uh, I'm dating this guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. <laughs> and then Kristen Davis gets up and leaves. <laughs> just, like half the audience is like exactly like her. Just like we're, we're done with this conversation. But anyways, <laughs> he's in it. Naomi Watts is in this. Mia Farrow is in it. Mia Farrow. Her that. role in this show is so fucking annoying. I hate her. Like I just want. She's one of those old ladies that has a face that you can punch and i've never punched an old lady but that would be the old lady that i punch you know what i mean like somebody who's just in your business who you know doesn't like she doesn't want them to change the marble Mm -hmm. in the kitchen because it's a historical home and she's like so you can't do anything (laughs) unless you're like past like her she's part of like the historical society that puts a plaque on your house and right and so it is just it's crazy jennifer coolidge is our standout though in the show um I've never heard Jennifer Coolidge use the C word before and she does it. So it's, it, she does it deliciously. You know what I mean? Like you can, <laughs> you can taste it when she calls Naomi Watts to see. Um, it's just, it's great. It's, uh, it's stupid. It's great. It's fluff. It does get you a little bit scared. You know what I mean? And then yeah. by the end, you're just kind of like, okay, this is a Ryan Murphy show. So this is the SMM of it all that he kind of waits and waits and waits and waits and like, you know, and then you kind of fizzle. And so, but I will say his other piece of work that's out right now that was also like on like the top charts right now of Netflix, Mr. Harrigan's phone. Have you seen that? No, and I've been wanting to watch that actually. Watch that. That's up your alley. It's a movie about growth and grief. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's like a major, like, like the grief in it is just kind of, it's, it's like palpable, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. and they set it up to be eerie, but it's not scary. You know what I mean? Right. And so, um, but I really have to say that I did appreciate it. I think it was well acted. Um, that one guys is another Ryan Murphy situation. And this is a old man who pays somebody to come and read to him. And it's this mm-hmm. little boy that basically comes and he starts reading to him and, through their they develop a friendship and he's been reading to him for like you know almost 10 years and so he's like now getting ready to go off to college and that sort of thing and so he comes by one day um to read and mr harrigan has passed but before this has happened 
there's this whole exchange because Mr. Harrigan has like this beautiful library, all this money and everything, and he doesn't have a cell phone. And the kid teaches him like, look, you can see like the stock markets in real time. You have to wait till tomorrow. You can see it today. And it like enthralls him and he becomes kind of obsessed with the phone. The old man does. And it kind of gets a little bit weird. And the boy takes the old man's phone with him when, cause he buys him a phone because the old man buys him all kinds of things all the time, you know, mm-hmm. spends all this money on him. So he uses his money and pays for the old man's phone. And when he finds him, spoiler, um, after he's like passed, he takes the phone with him. And now the things that ensue now that he has this other phone and it's texting him back and like the whole, you know, like what's haunted and what's happening and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's great though. There was something just really heartfelt about it. And it's, yeah. um, it doesn't make you feel empty. Like a lot of Ryan Murphy stuff does. Yeah. <laughs> like So whatever that is, but I would say that that's something that I would totally like say, like, go watch that. That is a good piece of work that's out there. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about I think one of your favorite shows and this has weirdly become one of my favorite shows this season and that would be the 90s sitcom Dragons in the House (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous I love that so much so okay House of Dragons on HBO Max we are back it is is it supposed to be like 253 years before something like that? Yeah, it's like of, 200. I think it's, yeah, 200 yeah. and some years. It's huh. like 200 and some change years before um, Game of Thrones happens. And now we're, it's all set in like the whole um, Daenerys's like background, her Targaryen background. Mm-hmm. So if you know, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched House of Dragons, uh, AKA Dragons in the House, um, I don't know where you were doing, but anyways, it's <laughs> over now. So we can like talk about this freely. It's so free right now. About it. Yeah, it's it's out there. Um, I barely know anybody's names. Okay. I do. So that's good. Yes. Like I call them like, who is new Daenerys or old Daenerys? What's her name? R- Rhaenyra. I guess that would be like okay. the Daenerys adjacent person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Rhaenyra, who just reminds you of Daenerys. AKA Lil Christina Aguilera. Mm. Um, yeah. So like she, um, okay. Let's talk about just basic things off the top. Okay. I didn't like the cast change after like yeah. the first like three episodes. Cause I was already like, I was locked in. I finally was getting everybody. And then they threw us for this big, huge curveball. Yeah. I think it was weird. Um, a, Quite a few people have commented. They're like, why didn't they age the men? But they aged the women. Mm-hmm. Fair point. I do. Um, I agree with that. In in the Rainier part, although Emma Darcy, they are amazing. Um, it's really hard for me to go between the two actors that that play Rainier. Mm-hmm. The Allison piece, I was wildly not a fan of the younger version. Um, I think Olivia Cook is like the end all. And so I'm totally Olivia fine with Cook the is her. one of those people who came out of nowhere. Where did she even come from? I okay, know she was, she was in the show. So you guys, she plays the queen who always wears green and she's brunette. Okay. So that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. I don't remember her character's name. So Allison, yes, I almost put in dragons in the house to look for the cast. Just now <laughs> in the phone. It's called house of dragons. Okay. Um, but yeah. So like Olivia cook, she was in that show a bunch of years ago. Um, 
the one that I remember I discovered her before, like with everything was the Bates Motel. Do you remember that? Show? Oh, that's yeah. She was in that show. She was on that and she had like the, uh, the, ox- the little oxygen and mask and that sort of a thing. Um, and now she's just like, I feel like she's like everywhere. She was in something else. I feel like I need to look it up. Ready player one, but yeah, she's whatever in Ready that player is about. one. She's like in a ton of stuff. Um, yeah. But I remember her from Bates Motel mostly. And so I like her character though a lot. Um, it's so complex, but at the same time, I kind of mm-hmm. hate her because I kind of hate her and I kind of love her. You know what I mean? Because she is just fending for herself and trying to make sure that everything is going to be okay for her sons eye patch and the other one um <laughs> like she's got her son's eye patch and then the other one the young one Aegon, right is that his name so Aegon is the firstborn who's now in theory king yes and then then there's aemond who's the one who got his eye scratched out and okay. then there's actually another one who they've not shown yet and supposedly is going to be in the next season but i forget what his name is Mm-hmm. I think if we get to the D, I know Dragon is not correct. <laughs> okay, so is is Olivia Cook's character the green the green queen? Is she fucking Sir Cristo? You know, I'm not sure. I'm my take on Allison is that she's one of those people who was like, I took the righteous path in life. I'm doing what's good for you know what God told me to do, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to cling to that and everyone else who is enjoying their lives and being free and whoever is like the devil. And I'm just going to go after them. And that's kind of how I see her. So I'm not even sure if she's fucking that guy, because I feel like she would feel like she's in quote unquote stooping down to Rhaenyra's level if she did fuck him. Although so she's, she's showing his feet or showing her feet to the, uh, what's his face? Laris. Mm-hmm. That's she's, weird as hell. She's basically Mandy Moore in the movie Saved. Remember? Yes. I'm so full of yes. Christian love. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's exactly like, it. I'm so full of the love of Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. that's that's really her character. And so yeah. and I kind of feel like Sir Christo, when he was done with um Daenerys, Renarius, um, when because he, he was feeling so guilty and everything, maybe he mm-hmm. has taken a vow of like purity again and now the two of them are just like two chaste individuals who are just side by side right now the way he killed that man around the table after the king died oh and he he just like slammed his head into his marble Mm -hmm. ill that was gross and i love that guy he was well i i love that guy as an actor he was in flea bag for those of you Mm -hmm. don't remember but um he's a great actor and i was kind of bummed that they killed him but once he started speaking out i was like oh this dude's gonna die like real quickly (laughs) My pop culture fraud is Fleabag. Okay. So that's something that we talk about here on the show every so often. Pop culture fraud is something that you don't get it or you act like you like it. And I remember I act like I like Fleabag. I did not really understand the series. I didn't love it. And I don't love how we never know her name. Her name is Fleabag the whole entire time. And that's you never get a name. Is her name you Rachel? See both seasons, you know? right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't really care about the hot priest. I don't. I don't think what? he's that hot. I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the end of the This is the end of the today. podcast. <laughs> I was so damaged. I was so damaged by the finale of Fleabag, like damaged. Like I couldn't. I think I cried for like 30 minutes after the show. Oh, see, I just never. It just. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm going to try to rewatch <laughs> it and maybe it'll like it. Maybe it'll hit with me or something because yeah. it just it did not do it for me. And I feel so bad about that. OK, back into this. So, yeah. So he killed the guy from Fleetbag. Yeah. And so Sir Cristo and whatnot. Um, and what else did I want to talk about here with this show? Because the show is like it's been fun to watch, Matt even Smith. though I don't know what his name is. Matt Smith. Which one's Matt Smith? Damon. Damon. Yes. OK, so Damon, the other kid. Or no, the no the Damon uncle. is like the main the uncle. He's the uncle, but like he marries Rhaenyra. It's Targaryen nonsense, but here we are. So she's fucking her uncle. So it's basically Jon Snow and Yeah, it's just reversed. <laughs> Daenerys reversed. <laughs> so um, which that was just so uncomfortable too, is the fact that you know he took her to this brothel and that whole situation and then banish it off to another place it's just it's crazy um what do you feel about him so like the fact that he choked her and like what is going on um that was weird um if you know anything about the fire or yeah the fire and blood um books so if you know that if you know the um is it the rebel oh the rogue prince mm-hmm. and princess and the queen um, you kind of know like what's going to happen with, you know, what's going to happen with Damon, you know, what's going to happen with Rhaenyra. Like you kind of know like what's going to go on. Mm-hmm. So that for me was not shocking. Um, I do think that's the first time he's ever kind of done that to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm so here's the thing. Like, I guess I really, I look beyond the whole incest thing mm-hmm. because if you equate that to the time period of like English history, which is basically what this is mimicking, mm-hmm. um, this is a very normal practice. Um, so it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes me kind of creepy, but it doesn't bother <laughs> me. So I just kind of look at them as like two separate people. Like I don't look at them as aunt or aunt or uncle and niece. Mm-hmm. Um, I think regardless of anything that goes on, um, yeah, he choked her, but like I, I don't think, I think that was just some kind of like rage outlet. I don't think that'll change anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm now not condoning are... violence. I'm not condoning domestic violence. <laughs> I'm just saying like, it makes sense. It makes sense in like the story. It's yeah. going to go somewhere. Um, okay. I can take that. Cause the thing is that was one of those things that was just like, what just happened? <laughs> like yeah. it was just such a, like a moment. And so it's just, it's been a little bit, a little everywhere. Um, is there anything else that I wanted to kind of mention here? So like the whole chomp were heard around the world. So this whole entire dragon situation, I do love that we get some kind of cool dragon moment in every episode. Oh yeah. So it's great. Is, yeah. So like, they're like at least living up to their whole house of dragons moment, except for they, we didn't really get a battle. We didn't get really a war. So that's going to be happening now in our second season. Yeah. This was, this whole entire season was just to establish like, prep you for the next few seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, Do we know really how many seasons this is going to be? Um, I thought I had heard. I would be shocked if this went beyond three. Hmm. I would be really surprised because there's only like so much they can do with dragons in the house. Um. Uh, well, yeah, with dragons in the house, and there's only so much they can do because the majority of the story is really about the kids. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't know how long they're going to have the current cast, the the adults. I should say the adults mm-hmm. stick around. Okay. And I 
I, that bums me out because I mean, that's who I'm watching for. I really don't care about the kids too much. Well, they're going to switch the kid actors eventually here. You know what I mean? Like we're going to get out of these people. I think the only one I think we're going to keep is eye patch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they, I think they're going to just age up all the other ones and hopefully we get some like hot actors because Ranieri is uh, the father of her kids was, was like one of the hottest guys in the series. And then he's the one who gets burned up in the house um oh the real dad you mean yeah the real dad yeah yeah okay let's talk about that so Rhaenyra when she married the black guy with with blonde dreads okay what's what's his name from chewing gum by the way I don't the gay one uh this is like the worst you guys I know his name so Lainor so the whole situation there with him dying you know that's okay so this is gonna be like a spoiler or whatever because now if you know the books he didn't really die, right? Like that was just him. Like, like, did they fake his death so he can so he can leave and go be with his man? So, so in the show, yes, they actually did kill him in the books. But um, in the show, yeah, they uh, they faked his death so he could go. So we're swapping with his out. Man. So yeah. we're doing something with the storyline. So they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. They're gonna pull some Walking Dead shit here with everybody and probably yeah. like add characters, take characters away when they're not supposed to be. Yeah. And then the fandom is gonna go absolutely insane. Yeah. And so we'll see how that goes. Are you, you, you don't like spooky stuff in The Walking Dead right now? It's like last season. You know, Have you weirdly, watched any I of that? don't know. Weirdly, I don't. And I actually don't mind that kind of stuff. So I like spooky stuff that's like fully outlandish. Like I love True Blood. Like I love like mm-hmm. vampires. I love, I don't mind zombies at all. Like that kind of stuff I don't mind. It's the stuff that's like kind of relatively realistic that mm-hmm. could potentially happen, like serial killers. I don't like that. Okay, I understand. I've been watching Walking Dead, so I'm gonna like we're gonna divert. Do we have anything else to say about Dragons in the House? I don't. It comes back in 2024, so we have like a whole year, over a year to wait. So fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, they better shoot both seasons at one time if they're gonna be doing that to us. Um, the next, like the best, like the end of this, and just like get it all banged out. Um, okay. So moving on. So just, I just want to touch on to like walking dead so i did recently pick it back up just because it's like its final season you know and so and i was into walking dead i got into it like it's like third season that was out i kind of went back and started watching everything and then i was like kept up and it's one of those shows this is so crazy because the thing is is like when i'm doing design work and i'm in like really really high stress i put on like horror shows or things really that are like, yeah like really really heightened kind of things because i'm so stressed out with like creating costumes and like a look or if I have to design like a whole element or if I have to do a, a production schedule that's the fucking worst thing in the world especially if you have to use Excel and so <laughs> so all that stress I like let it like manifest and I like sit it in a screen so I'll like put on an oh, old okay. yeah I'll throw on like American Horror Story old ones yeah I'll throw on like then The Walking Dead is one of those series too that I will just like throw on in the background and you just hear all the like it's just all that and it's like yeah. it's just it's like music to my soul i don't know but <laughs> i get it yeah yeah but the thing was is i fell away from the walking dead after they killed the sun off when they killed chandler riggs's character kyle mm-hmm. uh carl that's what his name was carl um but they killed off carl and it was just like i'm done i'm done with the show like they there was no reason for them to kill him off there was you know it was just it was it was inconsequential to any of the storyline and it would have been more interesting if they would have kept him around with the whole Negan character situation they were had going. And Walking Dead, just like how they just made this choice over in House of Dragons, that 
they kept characters alive and they also introduced characters that were never there. Like the Daryl character, it was mm. ne never existed in the books. And so, and Carol was gone way early and now she's lasted all the way up until this point. She's a fan mm -hmm. fave. And so fell off the show and I pick it up here and there. And uh, I do have to say, I do appreciate Fear the Walking Dead more, even though it did recently jump the shark as well, because they had like an atomic bomb go off. And mm. it's just like, where the fuck do you guys go from here? Like, like you just blew up the world. Like, where is right. their healthy fruit? Like, where is their healthy stuff? Like, come on, give me a break. But they're still <laughs> chugging along, you know. Mm. Um, but with The Walking Dead and they have like all these plans right now for it, too, because there's going to be like a movie coming out with the Michonne mm -hmm. character and Andrew and uh, Andrew Lincoln, they're going to be doing all that. But um, right now with the walking dead, as I've been catching up, it's terrible. Mm. <laughs> and I'm watching it just because I want the closure and just to see exactly yeah. how they're going to end it all out because they went crazy with like this whole, with the whispers a little while ago and they killed off. Like, I want to say they killed like 12 characters off in one episode. And it was like, I don't know if you've, have you seen any of that where they like beheaded no. all these characters, all these characters that you love that had been with you for like the whole time, like Tara and all like these other main big people like That's Brett traumatic. Butler was in yeah. for a while. It was super traumatic. It was a big changing point. And um, all of a sudden in this one episode, these like 12 different characters, they find all their heads on pikes basically. It is the most disturbing thing. And that's when I fell off the show again. I was like, they didn't Very give medieval. me this. They, I, I, I was like, I gave them another chance. Like after they killed Carl. And yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then I picked it back up. And then they killed Tara. And then the characters off. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And so now I'm back in again. Because I am such a glutton for punishment. And so I'm back with the Walking Dead. But this whole thing, they have like these new communities, the Commonwealth and everything. And it's just like okay, we get it that there's always like some hidden thing that the reason why that the person who's in charge has an issue yeah. and some asshole who's like their second in charge and everything. And it's just, they need to quit the show and they're kind of there where they need to, but just let it die. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they, and they keep on coming out with like, it's a gargantuan um, franchise now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Walk Walking Dead has become a thing. Like, you know, it's like its own mini star wars and that kind of thing where now it has like these spin-offs and like beyond mm -hmm. the walking dead and all that um have you watched any of that have you seen any of like reviews for any of that stuff so like no. beyond the walking dead is like what was that show that drake got popular for when he was a kid degrassi degrassi why did i want okay. to see skins that's incorrect <laughs> which is a great show yes. that's something guys the british one is better the british yeah. one is ding better. ding ding that is a bingeable show the, yes. the, the, the the united states bit skins is stupid it's watch the original skins it's available on netflix seasons one through four you don't have to go any past that but the first four seasons are spectacular mm -hmm. like just movie quality kind of things and a lot of those people are now like famous oh for sure movies and things mm -hmm. now. So, but yeah, the first four seasons of skin of skins, not skims, not Kim Kardashian skims, <laughs> but that. Okay. So, but anyway, so it's the whole walking dead thing. So, okay. Quitting walking dead and moving over to, and I just said Kim Kardashian. So we have to talk about it. This whole Kanye West thing. Okay. My fucking mess. Holy shit. The Skechers thing yesterday sent me, like, I was like, How you showed up in? at Skechers. Yeah, so if you guys have been like living under a rock, we know that Kanye has been like imploding lately and like oh, not only man. imploding, but exploding with his mouth and just 
pure vitriol coming out of his mouth. <sighs> and so he said one thing finally that broke the camel's back when it came to this whole Adidas thing that, you know, he can say anti-Semitic shit and they won't do anything. And they finally did something, which yeah. is two billion dollars. Okay. Yeah. He's like responsible for like two billion dollars of revenue. And did you see that his net worth worth went down? In he's one no day. Longer, he's no longer In billionaire status. Mm-hmm. He's only got four hundred million dollars. When they said only, only four hundred million dollars, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Obnoxious. Okay. So like that. Um, but the whole Kanye West thing. So now they've released him for that. And I just kind of feel like everybody's kind of like putting their foot down. But one of the things too is that like a friend of mine, um, I don't want to say his name, so I'm not going to. And so the thing is, is, but anyway, so one of my friends, he's black and we were talking about this and he was like, I just don't understand completely. Like, why didn't they pull out when Kanye said that slavery was a choice or that, you know, when he had the white lives matter situation. And I said, the reason why is because our people of color were still buying a shit black people were still there and the thing and then when he said this anti-semitic thing it became an issue and everybody said we're not doing it anymore so it was a it was just there was a, a different group you know what i mean like that kind of came through here so it's very very problematic when you think about it all the way around you know what i mean and so yeah. and it puts everybody into a bad situation in a bad space you know what i mean and so just like the whole fact that like he just he was pushing all these boundaries and the sick sad thing about it is that you have this black man who owns who has money who has influence and everything else and then this horrible thing that he's saying is just going to negate everything his legacy is gone you know what i mean like how do you come back from this (laughs) i don't know if i want to compare it to like bill cosby but it's like somewhat similar but like in terms of like the gravity of like what they said although i think like while this is the, the anti-Semitic remarks are obviously atrocious, but like, like, like you just said, like going back of other things that he said, or like the white lives matter thing he did with Balenciaga and like, all, or his own fashion show and like Balenciaga dropped him and like all of these things, like, why didn't we drop him then? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it, why is it now? I, I don't know if this is just like the straw that breaks the camel's back. I think um, it's that, I think it was push, 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 push. And then the other thing too was, is that y- you had him saying white lives matters and he's standing next to Candace Owen. So you had a black person who was co-signing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was just that extra element that was there. And then he, you know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why it went on for this long, why it's been tolerated, why, you know, just everything looks just really, really bad about it. And then like Kim had to come out with that whole statement about being, you know, anti about her anti Which I thought was super vague too. Like well, I felt like her comments were very vague, but I'm sure like that's probably what her lawyer told her to say. Well, I think it's that. And then the problem, here's my thing. is like, I'm kind of done with Kim as well, or I'm kind of done. So like, that's the thing that got buried here is that the same day that he's saying this shit about, I could say anything anti-Semitic. She was hanging out with Ivanka in New York City. Is she really? I didn't even know that. Ugh. Yeah. So there's pictures of her with Ivanka in Christ. New York City. Yeah. You know I mean, they're, they're basically wearing the same exact outfit, but in two different colors. I mean, like, it was just really, girl, really. Ivanka's trying really hard. Yeah. Uh, 
and like Ivanka doesn't need anything. We don't need to give her any excuses. She doesn't deserve a pass. No. Let her go and count her money and go. She should go somewhere that she can't be extradited. I mean, that's really what the situation is. Okay. So that is our political point that we bring up Kanye West. But the thing is, he's just disgusting and we're kind of done with it. And I'm upset because I do love a lot of his music. I know. That's what sucks. Like, it's like you can't listen. You can't. You really can't now at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. I mean, not that you ever like there was really no excuse, but like it's our Kelly territory. It is our yes, it's R. Kelly's territory. It's like Bill Cosby's territory. You just you don't want to pay you don't want to pay pay for it because the thing is is like I think there was a that's a difference too between like the whole Michael Jackson thing and like Kanye West and R. Kelly is that Michael Jackson stuff was like it all came to light after he was gone. You know what I mean? Like all that. Well, they stuff. were, I mean, obviously there were whispers for a very long time before he died, but it's all been alleged. You know what I mean? Like, cause the thing I mean, is, it's still it's technically always, alleged. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is so, it was, but it was just in all the back and forth and everything else with the whole Wade Robson and all that, mm-hmm. you know, the, all that sort of a thing, but he wasn't here to defend himself right. and the music was out there and it's been done. And then also we have an artist who really isn't benefiting from it directly any longer. Right. Because he's not here to benefit from, you know, the fruits of his labor and that sort of, that sort of thing. You know, Paris, Paris Jackson, mm-hmm. Blanket Jackson, you know what I mean? And Prince and everything, you know, they, those four kids, yeah. yeah they, they get to benefit from some of those riches and whatnot. But I think, but with like R. Kelly and with Kanye West is that you're directly putting money back into their pockets every yeah. time you stream a song. And the thing is, now songs like Gold Digger and like, fun like like workout songs and like all that kind of thing or they're gone like peloton dropped him i know they they dropped his music from their catalog like everybody is dropping he's not gonna be making money anymore it's just like he's gonna still make money because if chris rock still has a career kanye west is always gonna have a career i don't compare those two but Mm -hmm. i mean I think that, but the thing, I mean, like Chris Rock, how problematic he was and with the whole beating up Brianna and like the, the having the tantrums at MTV and throwing it. No, no, not, not Chris Rock. Out. I'm sorry. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. <laughs> I was like, Jesus me, Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You guys, not Chris Rock. Chris Brown. Oh my Chris God. Rock got slapped. Chris Rock. I didn't mean to slap you again. Um, oh my goodness. But no, Chris Brown, that's what I mean. If Chris Brown yeah. still has a career, Kanye West is still going to have a career. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's people who are still going to, who don't see it as a big deal, who right. think the same way that he does. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the whole thing is, is now that he's just so embraced by like, he's a Republican child, like, like, you know, golden child right now because he speaks his mind and getting all these Fox News things. It's just blech. It's so, gross. It really is. I'm like so grossed out with it. I was going to ask you, are you watching any Handmaids? Are you doing any of that? No, I feel like very late. I've been watching. What have I been watching? So I watched, I watched Lord of the Rings, which mm-hmm. you have not watched, which is the other no. big show. Okay. So that's the thing is like the whole Lord of the Rings. I started watching it again. Like that first episode. I just can't get through it. I'm not resonating with anybody. And there's only so many chubby little nymph people that i can look at and just be like okay what is your deal (laughs) here's my comment on and this is the conversation i've had with my husband too here's my comment on the whole lord of the rings rings of power thing while i understand it's like the most expensive um tv series ever made um i appreciate it i appreciate it as someone who very much appreciates tolkien if you have not read the Silmarillion, and if I don't expect much, many people to know that, but the Cimmerillion is a book that came out that J.R.L. Tolkien wrote. It's essentially like reading 
the entire history of Middle Earth and before that. It's like reading a history book, like a textbook. It's a very, very difficult read. Um, if you are not familiar with that or just watched YouTube videos that like break it down for you, mm-hmm. you will be very lost, in my opinion. I think I'm lost. If, That's yeah, my problem. This is like I have no idea what's going on. I don't understand it. Who is this yeah. little who's this little elf that all you know all of a sudden the world goes to hell and she's stacking bones and now you know <laughs> yeah I think that's it was a as much as I I appreciate the show because I'm someone who read it I'm actually rereading the Silmarillion right now like but like I love that stuff but like I appreciate that because I know about it mm-hmm. I think come you can't come into that show and not have any knowledge of Tolkien at all you see and, and so I, I think it's a it's very expensive mistake. We'll see. Do you think it's going to keep getting seasons or is it kind it, of done? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to have like, I think two or three seasons total, but because there's like a whole war, like there's like a whole, they're, they're covering like an entire age. That's like 2000 years before the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, So like for me, like selfishly, like, yes, I want to see these additional seasons. I don't mm-hmm. know how well they're going to do though, because I think people don't get it. Although they did set up, if, if those of you who watched the whole season, it's only, I think it's only eight, eight episodes on Amazon prime and, um, they set it up really well. So like next season is going to be very telling because it's going to be amazing the way they set it up Mm -hmm. or they're going to fall flat. They really like, it's going to be very dependent on that. I'm wondering, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not there. Maybe I need like, I'm not that bored yet. I think that's my problem is that like yeah. I need like a moment where I can like sit and like watch it because I've tried watching that first episode twice now. It's and tough. I'm just... If you don't know it, it's tough. Yeah, it feels that way. What else are you watching? I'm watching The Serpent Queen. Um, That's on Stars. I have not. What is that? It's with Samantha Morton. Do you know who that is? I don't it's know. an amazing British accent, actress. Like I'm trying to think what you would have, would have seen her in. I'll look it up as you go. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. it's about Catherine de Medici. So, so stars has kind of turned into this channel where it's like, she's all... from Harlots. Oh yeah. I forgot. She was in Harlots. She's like, kind of like the main chick. Isn't she like the mm-hmm. main lady who runs the whole shit? Yeah. Um, Oh God. I love Samantha Morton so much. So stars has kind of turned into this like historical sexy drama channel <laughs> First ladies and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like outlander. Oh yeah. That's on show. Yeah. So there's like Outlander and then they did like all these like Queens series. So they did like the white queen and then they did the white princess and they did the Spanish princess. And then they mm-hmm. did this shitty Elizabeth show. And now they're doing. Um, so did, did you see rain? Did you remember when that show came on rain? Which it was on one? like this. This is CW. Yeah, it was called rain. It was about Mary. No, Scott, but she was like a teenager. Oh, no, I didn't watch it. It's, 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 that's also one of the ones when like Netflix is telling me this would be good for you to it's watch. a good fun, yeah. it's a good fun show like the first season's been great afterwards it goes to shit but um okay who is this beautiful like, man in this show though okay which one? and the serpent queen Ray Panthaki he plays Charles who is this oh he plays the cardinal oh my god he's beautiful yeah he's really okay. good looking yeah, so I he totally plays might watch it now because of this actor. Yeah, he's really, really, really cute. And he's like, it's like kind of that like priest, like cardinal Catholic weirdness. Like it's just, he's very good looking. Um, but it's awesome. So it's it's a really, really good show. And if if you guys are fans of um the uh Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst, 
mm-hmm. it's kind of got that same vibe where like, you know how like there was like kind of like punkish music going on in the background and like there was a very specific like aesthetic to it. Yeah. This is kind of like that as well. Oh, um, it. It's fantastic. It's one of the best shows stars has come out with a while. They were starting to like. Okay, I'm hit, checking like, out the costumes and the costumes I'm like in love with. Yeah. Okay, you guys, it's I'm going to really start great. watching The Serpent Queen on Stars. Okay, it's so this great. is something. I'm liking this binge recommendation. So this is something I'm going to totally watch. Yeah, it's The like costumes are killing me. Again, I think. Aren't they beautiful? Oh my God. It's just That's like the one who plays Mary Queen of Scots in this show. Oh, love it. Okay. They do like very theatrical makeup. Like it, it's it's stunning. Okay, so I'm going to be watching this now. Yeah. And so with Samantha Highly Morton. Recommend. Yeah, Samantha Morton plays like the complete, like she's like the the lead player in Harlots. And she was also in Sweet and Lowdown. That's all that yeah. she was also in that. Like, so she's fabulous. Okay. So I'm trying to think if there's anything right now, because we talked about pretty much everything that I've been watching lately that I've been like really, really obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so right now, I don't know what it is, but like I am dying for the new season of Morning Show to come out. Like I completely love this last season. I like I took the longest time to watch it. And now I'm just like waiting for like the new one. So like, please come and get us. Um, I'm into that. I haven't watched any of these new, like oh, I'm watching actually drag race, the Canada versus UK. I haven't watched that yet. I've been watching or, the Italian ones. Not that one. I'm actually, we're watching UK season four nice. and we're about to watch the Canada versus UK. UK season four is doing pretty well, but you're watching Italia. Yeah. Italia is great. Um, and then I think they didn't they just come with a French one too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's, was it's with more the, for like language purposes. <laughs> <laughs> more for me to like hear it, and it's just because I like to study languages, so it's more for like me to like hear it. Um, but I love the Italian one. Okay, here's my recommendation this week: reboot. It's on Hulu, half hour shows. I think there's only like 10 episodes, maybe there's eight episodes. Just checking. Um, it is Johnny Knoxville, um, but it's a comedy and it's kind of done in the style. And I said Johnny Knoxville, and that doesn't make anybody want to watch it. Judy Greer. There's my name that I'm going to give you. Oh, okay. Judy Greer is in this. And so is, um, what is his name? And so I'm going to say that like anybody's going to know what, I'm, what I mean right now. Um, the two guys who had the comedy show on, on the comedy network are now one now one directs all of the scary PMP movies. and Peel. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you for being on my level. So I like that we play these trivia games for you guys who are listening in the car right now. <laughs> so you guys could have just guessed the wrong with her. But yeah, so Michael Keegan Peel, Michael Keegan is in this, and so along with Judy Greer and Johnny Knoxville, and what they're doing is they're doing a reboot in um. Rachel from my first or crazy ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, about, the yeah. lead player from that. And then Paul Reiser. I'm like mad about you. Oh, so yes. I have seen previews for this. It looks fantastic. Stellar cast. It is kind of it's told in an offlandish way. The humor kind of reminds me a little bit of um, uh, the rest of development. There we go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Judy, yeah. Yeah. And Judy Greer was in that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but she plays like the lead player in this. And so what it is, it's like, it's kind of like a, um, they were network, network sitcom stars 
back in like, you know, the nineties or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, and they played husband and wife with their son. And then they had the guy who like lived in their house, kind of like a Charles in charge character who Johnny Knoxville plays. And so, and that was the show within the show. And so, and now they're rebooting that. And what's her name from crazy ex-girlfriend. She's mm-hmm. like, she is like the person who wants to be like the showrunner, and she's the writer for the show. But then when they bring it back, all the actors are like, yes, we'll do this. We love the script. It's meaty. It's not like we're not being treated like shit, like the old, you know, owner of the show and blah, blah, blah. And then the original producer comes back and all hell breaks loose. And that's Paul Reiser's character. So that's Reboot and it's on Hulu. It's a quick watch. It's funny as hell though. So, so freaking silly. So I would say that would be like my binge this week. There's something and... else on Hulu. I just, I feel like I just watched. I'm like looking at it up right now because I feel like I did. This is bugging me. I don't know. Well, I was saying The Handmaid's Tale earlier. That was another one that I was yeah. you, I was recommending, which has gone back off the rails, but in a good way. Because the last really? season, yeah, the last season I was just not into when she was trying to make the run, you know, across the border to get to yeah. Canada. And now we are in Canada and she is now finding herself um in a position of power in a sense you know what I mean like she has she's got freedom you know which is like the big thing but she wants her daughter back and so we're now in that process and the whole diplomatic thing that's going on and the old um now I can't remember her name but Serena who oh yeah yeah who used to be her her the missus of the house they like kind of understand each other now don't they well she's she's pregnant and she oh that's right yeah so this season she ends up um spoiler she ends up having the baby and that sort of thing and but june is the one who helps her have the baby i am up to date on i so like i do enough where like i could have like a mild conversation on it but like Mm -hmm. i do know these things yeah it's so good i just watched today's episode earlier today when i was like working on some things and it's just handmaid's tale is back to being a good show the end of this one the end of the most recent episode. So this week, guys, you're listening to this on October 28th or right thereabouts. Um, I want to say it's like episode five or six ends with so much hope, which, you know, they're going to just dash you to hell with, you know, oh, of course, what the show does. But it was it was one of the best feelings. I was like, oh, my God, like they're jumping up and down. And I wanted to jump up and down because <laughs> I was so happy for them. So and Mate's Tale is back on the list of like must watch right now. OK. Annie, we have been talking for a, quite a while, and I just have one more question. I didn't notice what time it was. <laughs> Who is your crush of the week, person, place, and thing? So I want your person and a place and a thing that you are crushing on right now. I mean, obviously, Matt Smith. Like, okay. I have been, you know how you like you go down those like rabbit holes on YouTube where you just start like Googling mm-hmm. and just to see them like do interviews? That's kind of where I'm at right now with Matt Smith. I've loved Matt Smith since he was doctor who so i've always been a fan of his um please you, like, read books you watch doctor who you are a bigger <laughs> nerd than we ever knew I'm, I'm a huge nerd i really didn't embrace it when i was younger but now i'm just like this is q kiala said all singing this is me you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. this is where we're at um place um I'm trying to convince my husband to go to London for a few days in December just because I want to go. So I guess we could say London. I mean, like I'm obviously planning a trip to Korea right now. And so I turned 40 in April and I've decided to call it the most magical celebration on earth. Nice. (laughs) Just like Disney. (laughs) And 
the amount of places that I'm trying to go next year is I'm making 40 as much as it can be. So anyways, but right now it's London because I'm trying to convince Nick to, to go there for a few days in December. Um, I so want to go. I love London. this December or next December. This, this December. December. Yeah. Cause uh, long story short, I was supposed to go to like this one trip for work in December. And now I don't think that's happening. And I need so many more miles to get to diamond status with Delta. And so I'm like, well, let's go to, maybe let's go like either. We were either going to go to Disneyland, um, but the same amount of time to go to London. So like, I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Okay. I will keep you updated. Um, and what was the last thing? Person, place, and a thing. Something that you might be obsessed with. Um, <laughs> what is the most obsessed thing of this? My um, heat. This is how old I, well, I, right now I'm really obsessed with like, I got a new heat pad that's like for my neck and my shoulders, but maybe I should choose something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good thing. So that's your thing. Yeah. You, because... love your neat, you love your heat pad. You guys, she got this heat pad that has a button so she doesn't have to hold it. <laughs> yeah. I need to get like, I need to like replace it and get like something really classy. Nice. Something about the rhinestone, but it's like a, it looks like a little capelet. So you can wear it like a lady in waiting. Like a, yes, I look. Nick said I look like a colonial woman, which is nice. fair. Um, I, th- I think that's the thing I'm, I'm most obsessed with, and like, I love it. Yeah, but I think that's it. My person, <laughs> my person, place and thing this week is my person. Last night, okay, so I've been taking to watching Lena Dunham's Girls every night before bed. That's become like my like series to like just throw like on the comfort series. Yeah. Yeah. It's comfort series and they don't get too loud with it. Sometimes it's a party episode, but the thing is yeah. like usually not. And last night's episode was the one where Marnie is like done with her marriage and she goes and, you know, they, they play like the internet. I don't love you no more. Like that's one of the best songs ever. So, and when she meets back up with Charlie, who was, what's her like original mm-hmm. ex from the first season. Oh, yeah. And now he's like all druggy, but he's like, yes. He's thicker. He's got the beard. He's all like shaved off. Yeah. Christopher Abbott, that actor. So Charlie in that specific episode is my crush. Yeah. So even though he was like a heroin head, but still I can change him. Um, (laughs) I want to see Lena Dunham's new show. What's it called? Something birdie with the girl from Game of Thrones. I don't even know. I haven't even seen that. It's I forget. Is she acting in it or is she just writing it? Yeah, she's writing it. I think I don't know if she writes it and directs it, but it's like Mm. something called Birdie, and it's with the girl who played. She was like that really young girl who was like running a kingdom. I can't think of her name. The one, the Bear Queen. Yes, and it's starring her, and it looks really, really good. And I'm kind of like signed off of Lena Dunham for like a long time, but that show looks really good. Catherine called birdie that's what it is yeah. oh interesting 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 what's well, the thing is is like i'm not really like a lena she's a director and producer on this yeah huge i mean the thing is is but girls and that girl's was bella ramsey oh yeah that's the, right. the little girl okay andrew scott's in that though oh that's right he is damn it now i really got is it on yet Fine. is it started no i don't think it started yet but i just looked it up and so like okay andrew scott's in this mm-hmm. hot okay yeah worth it so no initial release september 12th it's out we gotta find it oh yeah i gotta find it so watch now on prime video oh it's on prime okay oh perfect so it looks like i'm gonna be watching Catherine called birdie okay but my so my crush was christopher abbott who plays charlie but only in that episode i don't yeah, like the early fair. charlies okay so that's my person my place right now that i'm having a crush on is gonna be hawaii 
because we're going in February. Nice. So I know. How fun. Like, we have planned it. Like Anthony, we were like, we need to do this for ourselves. And so we're doing that. So that's mm-hmm. going to be like our little trip. Plus he's, um, what's called, he's hitting a milestone birthday this year. Oh, and how so, exciting. Yeah. I'm having like a whole like birthday dinner here for him. And so, and I have like some surprises planned. And so I have like, nice. I have a game show host coming in. We're going to do a whole game show thing coming. It's going to be like that's a whole amazing. backyard catered situation. He doesn't I know about it. the game show. He doesn't know about any of that. So nobody says anything. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. He doesn't listen. Um, it's anything. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you never okay. listen to my podcast either. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So person place. So we have Charlie from Girls is my person my place is Hawaii and my thing right now I would honestly have to say my thing is my car right now because I got it back from being like fixed and everything we and have to see car too yeah I haven't I haven't had been able to like drive drive in a little while and so I've been driving again and so it's been nice so I have like my my little car I know I drive a Mercedes which is like so like mm, such a thing but like whatever it's a lease yeah. I'm gonna give it back in a couple of years um and and I probably will not get the same car again I think I will I will go bigger I think I'm like I want to go to like a because I got okay so like size yeah like I have a GLA okay. and the thing is is and when they were like fixing it recently they gave me a GLC yeah I have a GLC girl i just love the size of it and everything about it is just but the only thing is is they don't have like the new screens i don't like the new like little the text screen inside of it i don't think it's the new cute one mine's like why it's like a wide screen it's like Mm-mm. i like the thin cute like the one that looks like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like because the one that's on my car is really cute and so this is a very first world problem but anyway <laughs> i know we're like oh, my mercedes screen yeah but my but my I would say my navigation is like the Mercedes navigation that they have in there is the most amazing thing. Do you use, do you have, do you have the yeah, navigation by them? Mine is not great. It's okay. not super. Um, I've had no. some troubles with it, but mine is incredible because it, I have the cameras like in like, I don't know where yeah. they are, but I know there's cameras like in the car. The one so that it, goes up. Yeah. So it shows oh. me what's going on on real time on the yes. street. And then it gives me these animated like arrows that go Mm -hmm. down the street and they show each block. Yeah. It's the best thing for city driving, especially when you're like in the middle of downtown Los Angeles, because when you're like, I don't know where I'm supposed to fucking turn. And this like just shows you like an animated, like little arrow, you know, like that was Mm -hmm. just made by Jesus. It's amazing. Yeah. So that would be my my thing. So it's actually, I'm going to make my thing, my GPS specifically. So it's a GPS in my Mercedes is my thing. So those are my three like crushes this week. Whatever. Don't hold me to them. They're going to be different next week. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, Annie, thank you so much for joining of course. me today. I really appreciate you coming Happy to on. do it. Sorry yes. I cough so much. <laughs> it's okay. We're going we're gonna to eliminate a couple of those. We don't do a lot of edits around here, but we're going to edit some of the coughs. Okay. Other than that, you guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. Annie, where can they find you on the Twitters or on the Instagrams? You can find me on the Instagrams. You can find me at, at amsetting, at Collective. Um, for some reason, my TikTok got destroyed. And so now it's at Planty Collective. You're welcome to join that too. But my K-Drama one got like, not removed. It still exists, but I can't access it. That's so weird. Does somebody weird? have it? Can we take it over? No, I just can't like sign into it. It keeps saying okay. like, I don't If you guys work it. for TikTok, please reach out to Annie. And, like, I'm a 39 year old struggle. She <laughs> <laughs> wants to make TikToks, you guys, that matter. Thank um, you. <laughs> 
Okay, you guys, thank you guys so much for joining. This is D'Angelo, and this has been another episode of Bald and Bingeable. And good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level. <laughs>